can move on up, those of you that are in the back there. It's fine. We'll get a back jacket if you would like. So here's my favorite part. Telling everybody for weeks. This would be the most beautiful. <laughs> Back in March. Mm. Yeah, and apparently, not to get too much, you know, I am rather obsessive. Although I did, uh, I did decide to give it up since there's no longer any sense in it's all unpredictable it, it, yeah I mean it's you know the idea of it, it, having any idea what weather was going, is going to be like is just that's last century <laughs> uh, but apparently this coming week is going to make this seem like nothing oh. not necessarily for us but from Texas on up through the Midwest they are predicting what would have been insane in February Wow. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. So, but as I like to point out at this juncture, there is no such thing as global warming. <laughs> <laughs> so we're fine. <laughs> well, is there anything besides the weather that you would like to look at this evening, Carol? Well, is it okay to talk about that? It's so okay to talk about sex. I don't know why we haven't been talking about it all along. You know why we haven't been talking about it all along? Why? Because nobody would bring it up. Mm -hmm. So it would be up to me, and I thought it was a little awkward. (laughs) Start the group says, okay, how are you doing with sex? (laughs) Yes, please. Oh, well, because the topic of sex is our... You're on retreat. We have a few more days of sex. <laughs> so I want to see yeah. if I can grab on some That's right. For <laughs> the straight passes. That's right. Um, Many can relate. Yeah. It's such a frustrating subject. Um, the reason, I think, is because uh, I just... I see a little glimpse and that just goes away. And yes. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't want to do that noodling thing or try to have a memory or something. So, um, will you not lose your train of thought if I interrupt you at this juncture? No, I won't lose. Okay. Because um, it, so last week we were working with koans, right? And a koan is something that cannot be figured out, cannot be understood intellectually. It's, it can only be resolved in a flash of insight. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So, uh, I was doing something the other day, and, uh, and I was explaining how, you know, it just was this little tiny flash that, uh, and I went, oh, <laughs> so we're talking about. Uh, it's always a little tiny flash. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people have longer, bigger flashes, okay? <laughs> but we can't worry about that. We are little flash people. <laughs> That's why we are Soto Zen. <laughs> yeah? so, uh, so there it is. And, and you're right. The temptation to jump on that and, and, and get to the bottom of it, figure it out what's what, what, what. But in fact, that's what we get. Those little flashes that just illuminate something for you. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, man. Well, it just seems like there's layers. Um, so, somebody talked last week about anger, or it sounded like anger, um, about the repressive environment of growing up and then the conditioning that came with it. And um, when I heard that, I was like, oh. Wow, somebody put my thoughts into words, and I didn't even know that I thought that, but that is the words. Mm-hmm. So, um, so on one level, I grew up in an environment where um, there was repressed rage, and nobody knew what to do with it, so it, it was strange. It, it popped out in weird ways, and there was sexual, there was repression around sex. You were either a slut or a prude, so you could never win, um, and... But early on, I looked at that, those parents, and I said, 
that's not what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do that. Somewhere, some younger person did that, and and so that was that's that layer, and it's not at all unraveled yet, but. I know where you, you weren't going. I know where I wasn't going, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, that thing where they get really, really angry, walk out of the room and come back and, like, something's not resolved with their acting. So that wasn't it. Um, and, but I didn't know where to go. I was just on a duality. But it, it occurs to me, though, that there's a bigger layer that's keeping all of this in place. And to me, that is the generations of um, patriarchy and, um, you know, authoritarianism. And then Mrs. John Jones, I don't know if I'm making any sense, but... Well, I was with you until Mrs. John Jones. Okay, because you weren't a person, you were Mrs. Somebody. Oh, 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 you know right, I mean? right, right, right. And yes, I do. Earlier on, I was kind of... Hmm. And even though I want to say I'm free from that stuff, that's the era that I grew up in. So it well, and and it's the era we're returning to. Mm-hmm. So things go closer. <laughs> wow. Have you not been following the news about abortions? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's the you know the repressive slut. You better be Mrs. John Jones or whoever it is, or else you're in that camp. And yeah, so it kind of piles on. It's it's very, and I feel angry, but in a good way. Like it's opening up. Oh wait, there's these layers. Mm-hmm. It's not just that repressive family. It's also the culture and the patriarchal thing that's been going on for centuries. It's well, since there've been people, perhaps. Okay. And uh, but it, and how much I absorbed that, and how much I just became a small individual of just make sure I don't get anything wrong. You yeah. know, I just don't piss off the, the man. Mm-hmm. No offense to men that are here. I don't mean it that way, but I just mean it like the male. Well, they're here, so that says a great deal about that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a totally different thing. Yeah, um, and uh, it's just I don't know. That's all I see. But that there's a big thing in place, and I'm glad to have looked up a little higher. I was something dropped in that I'd be listening to a rather progressive, radical uh, woman preacher who I like and who is very unsexually repressed and very free and that is the opposite of me and uh, I thought like when I used to be in church that if these really really repressive men would say you guys are impure and you're having a, a thought and I thought, oh my God, to me, I probably had a dirty thought. That's how stiff it was. It got that small, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and so this is really, really interesting to begin to a listen to people who are in ministerial role break that. It's very freeing for me. Mm-hmm. And, and listening to the, those who are in those roles and not um, from a perspective of projection. Projection. Because, you know, if I had never had an impure thought, it wouldn't occur to me that you people probably did. <laughs> but it becomes such a, it became such a standard now in my dream. Not, I'm not criticizing any churches, but no. I have to come into some that were terribly rule-oriented and such standards. And it just it was like, ah, what's wrong with me? That's what I would do, you know. What's wrong with me that I can't fit in with this? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so there were just so many places things didn't work. Mm-hmm. And, and, well, and from the, this perspective, you can be thankful. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, uh, it, made, it may have been difficult and painful and all of those kinds of things, but you didn't fit in. So that's very good. Because had you fit in, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. And, well, I wouldn't be asking questions because you don't ask, we weren't encouraged to ask questions, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And um, it was almost heresy to do that, mm-hmm. to ask 
Mm-hmm. And the question of man. So, yeah, I'm just saying there's a lot of layers to Well, it. and, you know, if we want to go back a little, we can have sympathy for your parents. Mm-hmm. Right? Because we can guess that they they grew up in the same the same kind of situation and had far less hope mm-hmm. of ever getting out of it. Of, of ever, I mean, yeah. It, 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 it's not that long ago, and maybe it's still the case in places, where uh, if you go to a therapist's office, you come in one door and go out another. Mm-hmm. You know that one? Oh, because you're embarrassed to be seen? Because, well, yeah, because it's, it's you, you shouldn't be there. Yeah. And nobody's supposed to see anybody else who's there, and because it's a, there's something wrong with you. That's happening now. So if we think back to, uh, yeah, it, I mean, people just didn't have they didn't have, they didn't have access to it. And when I found the alcohol in the house, that was my best day because I said, "This is going, this is going right now. This is how I want to feel. You know, uh-huh. this is how it's supposed to be, uh-huh. right?" Because. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant you found out your parents had had a secret life going on. Oh no, there was a out in the open. Oh, you but, found a But when I got into it, it was it, it was like my best day. I thought, oh, this is what freedom feels like mm-hmm. to not feel all this such mm-hmm. hatred and shame, and mm-hmm. you know, to be able to um, like talk to people and um, and be relaxed and um, mm-hmm. so you know, I don't. I don't feel bad for that. That saved my life, I think, really, on some level, you know. Although you were supposed to feel bad about it. Well, I did feel bad, but I don't now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, it's it's a crazy society that's pushing down so hard. I mean, the people that were just a little weirder than me were the ones that were committing suicide and that were just on the major fringe. Yeah. And, and there was just this little voice like, come on. Let's keep going, you know, just maybe as a mentor, I don't know, but um, it's, it's a mess. And so this subject really uh, stirs things up. It probably, I probably won't have answers by the end of the month, but so it takes that the rest of your life. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the standard, though. It has to be. You yeah. only have 12 days. Yeah. Right. right. And it'll be. You gotta figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so I think it, I. I I think it was today that we talked a little bit about the the notion that um, um, there's the issue that arises, and and then that's what's going to stay with you because it's a process process. So you know, one of the ones that was very popular was secrecy. Uh, you know, when when someone talked about secrecy. So even though the month ends and we're on to a new subject. That that little issue of secrecy can be, you know, it'll still be around for us. So the issues you can take, you can take the ones that are important to you forward through whatever we're going to do next. Yeah, move the process along and keep it, mm-hmm. keep seeing how it shows up in other ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Do you need another I had a little flash on the way into the hall. Um, I, I have this minty new bag <clears throat> to bring to group uh-huh. that, that has like little pockets for everything I need to bring with me. And um, I, um, <clears throat> I don't know, I saw it somewhere and, and um, uh, hung it in my closet and I forgot about it. And, um, and as I was like getting ready to go on this retreat, um, I, I saw it, I was like, oh, that bag, yeah, you know, so I put it in with stuff, and, um, and then when I, you know, when I went in it to get my socks for the hall, you know, for the first time, um, and they were right there in the little place. In the little pouch. <laughs> so exciting. And I realized that separate from the pants. <laughs> yeah, because the ink. So I realized that there's someone who takes care of the person who wants to go on retreat, but 
but it's like really busy, like up into the retreat, you know, like, um, uh, but, but somehow, like, when, when she gets here, somebody's got, somebody's put like everything in her bag that, that she needs. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like, uh, going off to school and you open your little <laughs> lunch box and all your favorite things are in there. Right, there's a hobo in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you grew up in the generation of hobos. Yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, Those are good. <laughs> yeah. I, I used to uh, I used to eat the chocolate off the ends and then zip it open and then unroll it. <laughs> Because you were a little kid. I don't know how recently. I don't know if they they even still exist, but so at any rate. But anyhow, anyhow, it was just—it's really, really nice to be here. I just love these short retreats, Um, and um, and I'm just so grateful that I signed up and then I actually like showed up. I know many didn't. So and I don't even think they had the weather report. So yes, I'm glad you made it too. Yeah. You know, a lot of stuff happens in people's lives. So anytime we, you know, agree to something and then it actually happens and we make it and all of that, that's uh, that's very good. Yeah. 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 All right, thank you. Michael. I'm also really grateful to be here and uh, that everything worked to get here. And um, mm-hmm. and about sexuality, I I am really grateful, as you said, to, that it's being talked about and um, so openly. And it's it's just um, it's very freeing. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the show this morning. Um, I think it was Chris talking about how you know I kind of go around like. Everything's normal, and then underneath the surface is like all stuff <laughs> and crisis. And uh, I mean, it could be any kind of that, but we're talking about sexuality, and it's just, um, it's very, uh, you know, that quote about um, be kind to everyone because mm-hmm. everyone is fighting a big, mm-hmm. and it just, it just reminds me of, mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. um, to turn the kindness inward. And yeah, you know, from there it becomes easier to um, to send it outward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, well, it reminds me of another saying about uh, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what Chris was talking about today, you know, everybody's walking around with this. I'm fine. Just fine. I'm fine. Are you fine? You're fine. You're obviously fine. I'm all fine. And then behind it, it's all good. And the terror that people are going to find that out, because you're the only one. Yeah. Right? You're the only one who doesn't actually have it together. And even though we know that's not true, we know intellectually, uh, but emotionally, that's how it can feel. Mm. Now, say more about that last part. Well, well I mean, we, we've been around long enough to guess that not everybody is as together as they look. Yeah, or none just, just because they... <laughs> say what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So just because folks look like they, they have it together, we, we, we know intellectually that's probably not the case because yeah. of our own experience, yeah. right? Yeah. And yet, emotionally, because the conditioning is so deep, we yeah. can get we can get pulled into believing right. that we're the only ones who are struggling like this. And until we start talking about things yeah. that people are heavily conditioned not to talk about in public, yeah. it can certainly seem like yeah. we have no other information on on right. certain taboo subjects. Yeah, yeah, and it's great, you know, after some, I don't know, what after some number of, you know, sitting in groups like this, it becomes pretty obvious that everybody has all the stuff, mm-hmm. stuff going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't take too many group discussions to <laughs> figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it reminded me too, there was a um, Wall Street Journal article a couple of days ago, and it was, I think the title was, uh, it was for graduates, you know, college graduates, and, you know, the secret of the world. And it was basically that. Nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> and uh, I think mean, it was very humorous and lighthearted, and that was it. And it, it's, um, 
it's fun to see that idea in the mainstream uh-huh. world. Uh-huh. From the very people who are supposed to know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah. That yeah. everyone believes. Yeah. Or yeah. meant to believe. Yeah. So to have a, to not only sort of read it here and there in the newspaper, but to have a practice where daily I'm reminded of that mm-hmm. and called to look at that, mm-hmm. um, you know, it has a deep effect over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the courage to to say something about it. Yeah. 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 It reminded me of, do you remember long ago we had that mystery tape floating around with that little boy? No one knows what anything is. Who loves that? In fact, I sent it to everybody once for my birthday. I mean, back in the day, there was a cassette on the Yeah. That's still around somewhere, isn't it? I think we have a recording of it. I know it's just delightful. Well, I really appreciated the conversation starting out with. Patriarchy, because you know, I have looked a lot this month, you know, with sexuality, at the sex role stereotyping and what it means to be a uh, female in my family, you know, because you know, there, there's certain rules in my fam- my family of origin of what it meant to be female, and then of course there's rules in society, and but I haven't quite, I don't know, something connected when when the conversation began like that, and I was reminded I just recently happened upon um, an interview with. Um, Kevin Love, I don't know if you know who he is, he's a basketball player who played on the same team with LeBron James, the Cavalier. And I didn't know this, but he had a panic attack on the court. Oh my goodness. And uh, he had to be taken away and, you know, he couldn't come back. And he wrote an article like a year ago, which I had never heard of, so I looked it up, and it was basically about his, I mean, what I would, how I would say it is his sexual stereotyping, how he's a guy and he's in sports and he's not supposed to, um, have any emotions, you know, that's, you just suppress all that. But the thing that I found so intriguing about what he said is, you know, he was, he is, you know, I mean, they beat the Warriors. I mean, he's on one of the best basketball teams in the country, and they have every resource available to them so that they can be a top-notch athlete, except for mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he wanted to go to a therapist, it was kind of like, oh, <laughs> how do you do that <laughs> for an athlete? And it was just like, wow. Um, and he wrote this article because he wanted to let other um, boys and men and athletes know, hey, this is this is what goes on, and this is how I was conditioned. I mean, I don't know if he used those words, but this is something we all need to start talking about. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just so appreciated it because I, you know, I was looking at it all from my perspective, um, my experience of being a female, and it was such such a wonderful reminder to realize. I mean. Patriarch or whatever you want to call it, it's just another version of conditioning that we all suffer because of that, and we're all told we have to be a certain way and can't be who we are, you know, whatever our version of that is. Mm-hmm. And it was just so helpful to realize, in you know, in, in a different way that we're all we're all victims to this. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Ego. Ego leaves no one out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's so easy to. Um, and I think this is conditioning too to want to blame, you know, and mm. and to see, you know, like for I don't know for some reason, uh, men in their se- I've, I've encountered a lot of men in their seventies who have who have a particular form of sexism that is just like oh my god, but it's, it's that generational conditioning and training, and um, I don't know, it's it, 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 you know, well, I get angry and then I you know well I I have this little theory I probably talked about it here because I tell you all my little theories but. Um, <laughs> I, I wish, as people, we would say, let's start now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's start now. Okay, new rules. Mm-hmm. New rules. And then, let's all agree. Okay, that's how we're going to be now. But to hold people, to blame people for doing things 30 years ago, by today's standards, that can only be done if you weren't alive then. So, I, I, as I was saying, you know, I, I would drive around in the car with my daughter as a little kid with no seatbelts and me smoking cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> there weren't 
seatbelt. That's why. And nobody said you shouldn't smoke. It seemed everybody smoked. It was a good thing to do. Right? It didn't hurt you. There were no implications on your health time. Yeah. So, you know, then to look back and and judge people for for what happened then, it's just, uh, well, first of all, People are going to do that to us. <laughs> See, and that's that's not the <laughs> So I think it's always it's always good, you know, to try. So these these are the rules now. Don't do that now. Don't you know? Don't wear blackface. Don't do that. That that don't do that. Don't uh, don't put your hands all over women. Don't do that. Don't you know? It's, we're not doing that anymore. Um, and here's why. And then let's go forward from there. And once everybody understands what we're agreeing to, then then see where we are. Because you're right. Then that that generation, honey, <laughs> honey, doll, get me a cup of coffee with doll. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, How did you know, Sharon? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah. And and it's not you know it's 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 really not anybody's fault. Right. I mean, we're all we're all in the same boat. We've all got our stuff, and uh, and yeah, everybody else has got their stuff, and and it's just, and at least in my experience, my stuff is plenty for me to <laughs> to deal with and worry about. Yeah, I, I like this when you said that. It's just like, oh, okay. So I mean, I did. I unfortunately did. I, it was one of those in the moment things where somebody said to. Uh, not me, some other woman, you know, get a cup of coffee. And I actually did say, what, do you need a vagina to get a cup of coffee? Because, and it just... <laughs> and I was just like... <laughs> so, yeah. I don't know if you have any... So there's that reality. <laughs> yeah. So I do have... Are you still working there? <laughs> Well, and then I had this whole other thing about everybody calling 45-year-old women girls. And I was just like, if, if somebody was saying it was this girl, and I, I was like, oh, you mean that woman? And I would, I would say, she's a woman. You know, she's a woman, and you know, nobody get it. And finally, I found that there this, article, this cartoon came out of a man and a woman standing on a corner, New York cartoon, you know, and she's pregnant, and somebody's standing there with them, and she's holding her belly, and she says, it's a woman. <laughs> So I said it out to everybody, and I said, okay, I can, I, it's a woman. <laughs> but, you know, how to navigate that without, you know, well, the, you know what I mean? They raise it comes up, and I don't want to blame others. All right, well, and, wrong and, right, and that's, that's just it from an awareness practice perspective, yeah. right? How, how are you enough here? Yeah. That that it's not about blaming anybody else. Yes, it's fine. We understand how it how it happens. Can can you find a way to include everybody? Yes. In what's going on? Yes. Yeah. And uh, I I do think humor is one of the best ways to do that. If you can disidentify enough that it's not it's not mean. You know, yes. it's not it's not putting anybody down or making anybody feel bad. Uh, yeah. It, it 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 requires presence. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Pasha? It's amazing to be here. You're going to have to speak up or they're going to start waving at me down there. Yeah. So it's amazing to be here and just this morning uh, be in line for the radio show. Mm-hmm. It feels like this human is uh, carried and cared of. Uh, by practice mm-hmm. and um, it's available we're bookends yeah. <laughs> right? we start your day and <laughs> starts your day and finishes your day yeah and uh, it's such a, a, a privilege to be in a privileged environment to uh, to, to have this uh, practice accessible and available and uh, and going uh and so, yeah, so close that <clears throat> I had a friend who wanted to come, but unable, you know, for multiple reasons. But, um, and I saw in that, like, wow, this is like really 
big jump from uh, everyday human suffering mm-hmm. into like now I'm going to be a monster and spend a weekend there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like it's close, but it's uh, uh, it's a big leap. Yeah, it's a big leap, mm-hmm. you know. But once you uh, leap, it's so there, it's so available. It's uh, uh, um, yeah, that just makes me um, <coughs> feel grateful and uh, want to include everyone and um, um, yeah, um, but uh, not leaving this human and. Uh, as I said, I have plenty of stuff to walk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, but, you know, just with that, right? It, to 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 stay to stay in a place of compassion, mm-hmm. right? For mm-hmm. this human. Yes. Yes. It, right? Because if we can do that, mm-hmm. then we can have compassion for everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But without this, without mm-hmm. compassion here. It's not possible. Yes. And speaking of compassion, um, just arriving to the monastery, kind of the whole world changes. Like here I'm packing and going and making phone calls on the way, and then, and then boom, and it's here, and um, what I see, kind of the energy shifts. Uh, it's, uh, it's suddenly uh, like I'm, I'm, I'm seeing and aware of like all these things that were there, mm-hmm. that there, right. I didn't pay attention to. Right. The attention is it's on right. the uh, I'm packing, I'm making phone calls, I'm taking care of last minute things, I'm, yeah. I'm all, and then you get here and it's like, well, there isn't any out there, so I'm always just left with in yeah. here. Yeah. Yes, and it's uh, it's so uh, much and rich, and it's there. So why is it why is it outside monster? I'm throwing this away. Mm-hmm. I want to carry this human and care of him, and from their care. Uh, yeah. yeah. And does does it feel like that's happening more? Yes. Yeah. How did you know? Well, <laughs> just intuitive. <laughs> yeah. Because you can feel you can feel that shift, right? Yeah. Yeah, out in the world in those same places where before you'd just be gone. Yeah. And you're not gone. Yeah. I mean, now is it's like uh, we we go from I'm totally unconscious. I don't even know I'm unconscious because I'm completely unconscious. <laughs> and then I sort of know what conscious is. And once in a while, I think I am. Yeah. And then I, that, that grows. We practice, 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 practice. And then we get to that place where actually I'm really aware that I'm gone. Mm-hmm. I've, I have been completely unconscious for whatever, I don't even know how long. Yeah. And it's kind of a shock. Right? Because I'm used to being here. Mm-hmm. Yes. And at that time, conditioning wants to grab and say, yeah. that's why your practice is wrong. That's right. That's, that's where you're failing. That's where you fa- Finally, we've caught you failing. <laughs> yeah. Now you should quit. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not working. Yeah. <laughs> and then you fail. It's like, look, you tried and tried and tried. And it's a big failure, as you can see, it's even bigger failure. Because, yeah, because conditioning, ego now has the lingo to know Mm -hmm. that you were unconscious. Yes. Right? So now it can really point the finger and say, failure. Yeah. I'm not convinced it actually knows what's going on with any of that. But it, it's the right time to point the finger. Yeah, yeah. and there's a the boom, the kind of tightness of energy. Um, uh, like for me, in, in the solar plexus, like, oh, uh, they told me something that uh, I'm bad, and, and it's true, and I believe that. And that moment is just, <laughs> this tightness kind of like, and then, and then... Uh, can, you get, can you hear down there? You think you're okay? Yeah. <clears throat> and then I'm, uh, and I'm looking at like 
well, it was just like I was on the run in the park and everything was fine. And then, <laughs> and then we were driving so much. What just happened? And that came the thought that uh, uh, you failed. And here from this side, I believed in that. And I went into that uh, tightness. And here I'm standing uh, bleeding and, uh, you know, in a beating uh, with condition. And then... Got it. Yeah. And then you realize, wait a minute. Yeah, I saw all of that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, like, okay, you got me on that. Uh, thank you. You know, so I saw that. And um, let's just, like, let's not go further down. You know, like, we can stop right now. Mm-hmm. And from now, I can take uh, 10 breaths. Mm-hmm. You know, and here I get, like, one... Um, What's this thing like when you hit with a stick? Um, one blow? One blow, uh, but right. I can take that And breath. isn't that good? Because that blow actually brought you back to present. Right? I, I mean, it, it's yeah. the old Zen Kaiusaku. <laughs> Little did ego know <laughs> that he was going to deliver the blow that brought him back to conscious awareness. Is this what they uh, used to like stick, uh, hit the people who made yeah. it? Yeah. I think it is. that what it's called? I'm not sure. I think that's what it's called. Yeah. But uh, you, you used to get hit by that. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I left one mile, sir, because they did that. Ah, I see. Okay. No, no, no. No, no sticks. Okay. No. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, I like, I like this attitude of um, thank you. I saw it, and I'm going to stay with 10 breaths. Mm-hmm. And after that, I'm in a completely different place. I'm in the place of thank you. Yes, and and it really is a completely different place. So I'm going along, and I, I don't know, maybe I'm here, sort of here. You know, if you ask me where are you, I could answer you. So I feel like I'm pretty here. And then I get snatched by conditioning, right? Get thrown into a dark hole somewhere, self-hatred. Mm-hmm. And I come to. Mm-hmm. And I'm in a really different place than I was in when I was in that kind of just going along. Mm-hmm. Because I just had an experience of how high the stakes are, how mm-hmm. bad it can get and how fast. Mm-hmm. Now I'm here, I'm really happy to be here. Yes, because it, the starting difference. Yes. Uh, and uh, I was just coming to the group and um, slipped uh, a little bit on the path. And I, I'm, I'm always surprised, like I have for good uh, boots. And, like surprisingly, but but there was the same reaction. Like I slipped, and then my muscles on the back tightened to kind of like try to catch me, I guess. <laughs> but, but it can't. Right. Uh, but but there's tightening. That was that's what's hurting. Yeah. It's not it's not like like I didn't fall. Right. Right. There's uh, reaction. What's it called? A reaction that. Is it, is it what we call knee jerk reaction? Mm-hmm. So that reaction is what. Or a back jerk in this case. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that's, what, uh, that's what hurts. Right. Right. But then I'm, I'm remembering, oh, but even that is thank you. Uh, what I saw in that, I actually can do a, more yoga for my back and have it flexible and stretched so when. Like some sudden movement, like I felt like there's some stiffness there. Mm-hmm. I can walk out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank you. A little extra yoga there. Yeah, yeah. Like, thank you. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. so reminded to do the yoga, and that's um, uh, uh, like you know what's uh, there's no pain, there's no um, um, feeling bad. Right. And. and yeah. Well, and what, what you're pointing at that is, to me is so good, is that there is no experience in life that if we're paying attention, we're not going to quickly get to thank you for. There's no experience in life? It, well, let me, let me rephrase that. Okay. Any experience in life 
that we're paying attention to mm-hmm. is going to lead us to thank you in a hurry. Even the, the very things that conditioning would say are bad, they're a mistake, it shouldn't have happened, it's wrong, whatever it is. When we're paying attention, as you say, so I almost slip, I realize, oh, my back is really tight and tense. Oh, thank you for that awareness. Mm-hmm. Right? So whatever, whatever we're doing, if we're paying attention, we're going to get to thank you. It, because whatever it is, it's a gift that we're going to receive if we're there to receive it. Yes. But every experience and everything in life. Yes. Including the rain. Including the rain. Yes. <laughs> now, I still wish it would just do it at night. Okay? But, yes, the rain. <laughs> the, I, I just saw something, but it's like a little murky. So I was uh, doing some working meditation this morning and speaking of the privileged environment, um, I passed by uh, a monk and and what not that I knew what they were doing, but just like kind of you know that peripheral out of the corner of the eye, and then and then passing by and going, wow, it's so nice to have a privileged environment, like to not have to. Check in with somebody. Hey, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I help? Right, right. There, but there's this total, so let's see if I can go this way. Um, there's this total projection of adequacy, right? Total projection of we're both just doing, doing our task, our respective tasks. And, and there's this place of um, non-separation in a sense that I project that they're, I, I don't know, I project they're doing their task, I'm doing, you know, and just like this feeling of just, it's all, we're all here. Cells in the body of the Buddha. Yeah, that, 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 that. Uh, so speaking of sex, the idea that... That was a segue. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I think I saw. Okay. <laughs> So speaking of that, uh-huh. in the actual act itself, let's just assume it's between two people, and that's it. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, hang on until I have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So, uh, so there's this place of. Um, Projecting out that the other person is having the same experience you are. Mm-hmm. That they're as into it, they're as in love, they're as focused on what's going on. Um, but that's not actually true. Sometimes. So, yes, it may or may not be. It may or may not be yeah. true, right? And so, they. There's this place where I'm, where I'm envisioning that sex could be that non-separation of authenticity and true nature, just having a grand old time. Um, but you, but, but I'm wondering if you would ever. You just answered it for yourself, didn't you? If you'll ever know that. Yeah. <laughs> or if it's just because I'm here having this experience. Well, okay, you and I are having dinner together. Yeah. And um, and and I'm I'm eating something and I said, you you you've got to taste this. You, you just you've got to taste this. This is just incredible. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. Now, am I ever going to know what that tasted like to you? Right. I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, incredible. All right, so we both picked the same word right. for it. But do I actually know what you're experiencing? No. The entire range from, God, she's going to be so disappointed if I spit it out. Right? <laughs> or, uh, well, it's okay, but I mean, I certainly wouldn't, you know, out of all the... Right? To... 
Yes, in fact, it is the most delicious thing I have ever tasted in my life. But what does even that mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, so, I don't know what the other monk's experience is of doing working meditation, but there's this projection that, you know, words the cells in the body of the Buddha, whereas I feel like in, in sex, <laughs> that, that, you're not as willing just to be like <laughs> 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 It's a farther fetch. It's a farther, it's a well, further Well, don't you, don't you think you, you probably take that a little more personally? Mm-hmm. Right. Isn't it right. more about right. you than what some, whether somebody else is also enjoying cleaning the porch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, meaning that I'm concerned that they're uh, enjoying me or uh, enjoying the act or enjoying the time that we're passing together. Yes, yes. Well, that that would be a yes. That would be a concern. Yeah, yeah, exactly. right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. So the interesting part about that. Let's see if I can make. Well, I won't even try to make a comparison. In that, is that what you would want the other person to be doing? To be so focused on you that they were actually not focused on their own experience? See, you're getting at the heart of it. That exactly my point. Is the setback then, you know, I could be with somebody, but it doesn't really matter it's all happening here. Or is this, is there a place? My teacher had, in fact, a very poetic way of talking about it. Oh, great. It actually doesn't matter what you're rubbing up against. <laughs> I was, it was one of his I was less delicate moments. <laughs> but he did make a good point. I don't even know where to go with that. Well, I was just I was just agreeing with what you had just said. Which leads me to go, I don't even know where to go with that. Because now I feel like, I think there was this, and I think I talked about this on the radio show, there was this, this purest place of like projecting the, and, and expecting and wanting sex to be this, this spiritual experience, that it's a oneness, that it's, a, it's the, the, the way that you can join with another person in, in having this same, you know, woohoo, you know, kind of, and that may, that may happen fluently every once in a while or something, or maybe even with intention or something like that, but, but what I just saw was I was getting caught in maybe a standard, and then I just saw a depression when it come in and go, oh my God, we'll never, you know, we'll never have that experience. Well, probably not. Uh, when it is so very cerebral. Yeah. When it's so very removed from, from what it is that you're doing. So, you know, if, if, you're, if you're doing a chore, and, and in your head, you're in a conversation about, uh, I wonder if they think I'm doing a good job. I bet I, I bet I am doing this chore better than anyone else has ever done it. In fact, I wish I could ask somebody if anybody has ever done this chore quite as well as I have. Would you be in doing the chore? Well, see, this is so beautiful. See, that, that's why I felt like they were the same thing. You know, cells in the body of the Buddha doing working meditation and the sex act, because, or anything, eating food. I, you know, I don't care what, you know, painting, painting, playing a game. It's, it's the same thing. If I'm up here, that's right. If then, then there's no shot at experiencing that's right. If it's a completely self conscious, right. ego activity, then the odds, I suspect, are really good that it is not going to go where ego is actually telling you this thing should go. So just recently we were, I don't know who I was talking to, and it doesn't matter, I wouldn't tell you anyway, because 
we were talking about sex. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the question was, the, the question was, I no longer find my partner physically attractive. And so I don't want to be sexual. And the question that I asked was, is, do you, do you just want to have sex? Do you want intimacy? Is this an act of love? What are we talking about here? And because until we're clear about that, then it's going to be really difficult to sort all of that out. Right? So I, I no longer find you attractive, so I don't want to have sex with you. Okay. Do you, oh, yeah. totally. So yeah. I, I guess what I, what, I, what I just saw when you were saying that was intimacy, however it is shared, is this fulfilling, whether it's through a sexual act, uh, doing working meditation, uh, you know, cooking together, or, or one person cooking and another person eating ice, it kind of doesn't matter what you brought up. <laughs> That's right. And, and it seems like the, the, the uh, common denominator is when it lacks that self-centered self-absorption yeah. makes whatever it is about me. Yeah. 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 When it truly, whatever it is that, that we're doing, we are doing fully from the heart, compassionately with love. Then, with that, you wouldn't be wondering if your partner, what kind of experience your partner is having, because you would know. Well, okay, thank you. That's kind of what I was, yeah, getting to. And, and all I mean by that is, because you'd be projecting it. Yeah, exactly. And if, if, you're fully, if you're fully into that, it would not occur to you that they weren't having the same experience. Yep. Now, at some, at some time later on, you might get information that indicated they weren't. Okay, so which is the argument for staying centered before, during, and after whatever we do? Or just not asking. Yeah, really, I mean, at that point, I mean, I'm kind of yeah. like that. Was that the most? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you might not. That's how I found out. I, I projected all this stuff in the beginning that it was, you know, mutually amazing, and then found out mm, that wasn't really. He wasn't really there. He was actually with somebody else. Intensely. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. And then you're like, oh. You really can't wrap up against anything, and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. That was... It's quite... So, um, yeah, I'd like to have a go at talking about sex, because it's just something... I realized one of the... Um, I, well, this is what I'm projecting makes this topic so... Um, important for people is I, I mean, there was just never anybody to talk about sex with, you know, that I really um, felt safe with or trusted. And to have an opportunity to talk about sex in this environment, you know, in such a safe um, and unconditionally loving environment, it's like, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. I wish we'd all had each other when we were 11 or 12, right? We have this kind of support network. Yeah, and... For five or six. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, I feel like, you know, all those ages are still here. Mm-hmm. And so they still... So here's the opportunity mm-hmm. to bring them... Good point. ...into yeah. um, an atmosphere of acceptance, mm-hmm. which is, was never available to them. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't want to miss the opportunity. <laughs> and, um, wow, just so much. I mean, I can so relate to the, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, with all the, the junk going on underneath it. And I think until we just, um, you know, the radio show, we started talking about it, you know, I hadn't realized how clamped down 
you know, it's just like, well, yeah, that happened, that happened, that happened, but, you know, I'm fine, I'm fine. (laughs) You just got to keep going, you know. And I think I I mentioned that recently, how whenever there's any, it seems like whenever there's anything traumatic, I I go to that place. Well, okay, that happened, but we just got to keep going. And um, which, there's truth to that, right? It's just that... uh, What's meant by that is, so put that behind you and never look at it again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If not, well, we do need to keep going. And so it's really important that as we go, yeah. we bring this along and yeah, bring it into to mm-hmm. clarity. Bring it into clarity, yeah, because it was the first choice, you know. We just clamp down and it just gets stuck in this big, huge mm-hmm. garbage can of junk that, you know, it's just mm-hmm. being... Well, and, and not only the, the, the stuff, but the people, right? Yeah. The, the people get, get put in that garbage can too, mm-hmm. right? So something happens and uh, something happens to somebody and they don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And so uh, then, you know, we've got to move on. And so there's, there, there's somebody back there with that trauma. Yeah, yeah. So recently I just... Um, I often have this, um, <laughs> often in this process of not deserving, I, you know, I, I just got a little bit more clarity about that, how frequently that's present. I don't deserve whatever it is, you know. And, um, and it, it, it feels like it's um, touching into a trauma that happened when I was really quite young. And somehow felt, you know, just carried it on as I was responsible for him. And so, consequently, I don't, you know, and without it was your fault. It was so. my fault, so, you know, I never examined it. So, you know, this thing has just been running forever that, mm-hmm. yeah, well, I don't deserve it because... Just that's what you did. That's, that's what I did. You were. And, um, and so, uh, wow. So just getting in touch with it and, and, um, having a little bit of release with what, you know, has felt so frozen for so long. Mm -hmm. Um, And um, I've been feeling quite the presence of of myself when I was really, really young in a really sweet way that, you know, Mm -hmm. I can just feel her here. Mm -hmm. And... um, and it feels good. It feels like, you know, it, it, there's some healing going on and it's feeling safe, safer mm-hmm. um, for, for, um, for her to... For that sweetness to be there. For that sweetness to be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how to say it. And, um, and uh, oh, there's, some, there's some place I was going with that. Um, wow, I'm just totally... So she's here. <laughs> that sweetness is, is um, and all that she, all that was there as a young person, it feels like, has a possibility to become more available because it's not just locked away. And um, well, and I would project that you get to see very clearly that, of course, nothing that happened was her fault. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, how could I mean? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's just so. She's really dear, and. Um, and you know, um, and there's the, and there. I mean, as I hear people talk on the show and everything too, you know, 
I do get in touch with what has been expressed this evening is just the anger too, you know, what um what um Yeah, just what happens with small children and and um, and I forget where I was <laughs> and the um, oh I know it was when um, Helga was talking about um, having uh, making and being called a whore because she was kissing her boyfriend and then having uh, deciding to go into the sex trade you know and. Um, it, I had totally forgot this, but I remembered when I was um, <clears throat> raising um, two kids and we didn't have much money, and um, I was pretty pretty much pinned to the wall, like, what are we going to do? And um, I this was in the era of massage parlors, quote, massage parlors, you know, where people go to have sex and um, I knew someone that worked in a massage parlor and she would, she said oh but well maybe you should do this you know you should go and, and go into the sex trade and you get you know and I actually considered it for a moment and I went to, I remember going to sleep one night and, and and saying God I don't know where to go anymore mm-hmm. and if this is what you want me to do well then you know and I swear, I got, I got up the next morning and the mail arrived. And then it was a check for $900 <laughs> that I totally did not expect. And it was like, that made a believe. Thank you, God. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was like, I mean, it was so clear. But, you know, it, when she was talking about that, that's what the anger was. That often, you know, when there's sexual abuse like that, that then... The girls think that that's what they deserve, or where they, you know, mm-hmm. where their value is, and mm-hmm. and um, it's just, yeah, it's just too bad. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, um, and I also I was just saying too. At the same time, I was feeling more in touch with this young part. I also felt more my age. Mm. I felt more mm-hmm. my, um, my chronological age. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it, does it feel like embracing all of it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it feels very cool. Like, instead of that kind of... Um, mm-hmm. Pulled in two directions. Pulled not really direction. here, but yeah. not really there, and not really... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know if we talked about this. We probably have, but just I just think that this is a really important thing for us all to consider. And that is when that voice says you don't deserve. The response to that is, oh, of course I don't. <laughs> don't be silly. <laughs> Nobody could deserve this. It's too good. Good, good point. Yeah. Yeah. Of course I don't deserve yeah. it. I mean, think, look at it. Look at my life. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It really gives it nowhere to go. <laughs> really. Yeah. So it's that. It's not about deserving. Because if, if people really got what they deserved, mm-hmm. oh dear. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Of course, I don't deserve this. <laughs> of course, I don't deserve this. Don't be silly. Because it, it really does, it, it's such a, as you know, it's such an ugly thing. First of all, um, it, 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 we can never win that. Right? We will never, ever be worthy. That, that's just all there is to it. Because we're listening to this, and its whole thing is you're not worthy. And so, just to own it. It's true. I am not worthy. I don't deserve it. Yeah, that's it. You know, in the when we say the uh, all harmful thoughts, words, and deeds says before the beginning of beginning was time. You know, I I acknowledge that. I accept it. Okay, I did it. It's me. I'm the one. I am the guilty party. <laughs> and in spite of that, look at this life that I get to live. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise, I mean, that's what people use against people. 
You know, you're poor, you're this, you're that, so clearly you're the wrong person, uh, you've done something wrong, you're being punished, you, you deserve what you get, uh, all, all of those kinds of things. So, just to cut it off at the ankles. Don't even let it get to the knees. Just <laughs> 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 the top of the toenail. Yeah, right. Cut it off the toes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. Great. Because it's true. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I always like things that that have the merit of being true. You know, no, no one could deserve life. Yeah. Yes. the whole. The whole notion is, to me anyway, just completely silly. Truly, mm-hmm. it's it's all a gift, and we'll we'll never we'll never deserve it. We'll never be worthy of it. Mm-hmm. We'll never. Mm-hmm. So why even bother? Mm-hmm. It's a gift. Say thank you. Mm-hmm. All that other stuff is just. Really as you've noticed, to make you feel bad. Yeah, <laughs> in the way of yeah, receiving the gift. And yeah, it's just outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you ever so. Stay dry, please. Mm-hmm.